Well, the NFL trade deadline falls on Halloween this year with all trades required to be executed prior to the 4 p.m. Eastern time, October 31st uh, deadline. So it's maybe a trick or treat season that these, uh, if you look at 10 trades, 10 trades last year were executed in the week leading up to the deadline. Um, after a high of just five such trades in a single season over the past decade. So we had Christian McCaffrey, Bradley Chubb, Roquan Smith, KJ Hawkinson, Calvin Ridley, Chase Claypool moved on. So we're going to take a look at, I don't know, maybe 10, 12, 15 or so potential trade candidates for this year. I'm not saying all of them are going to happen, but let's take a look at some that maybe could happen. That would be some real possibilities that make some sense. That is the topic on today's Landry Football Podcast, part of the Landry Football Podcast Network, which you can get. And if you're listening to this, you probably have already done this. But if you haven't, for free, all you can do is subscribe, like, and share the Landry Football Podcast Network on Apple, on Spotify. That way, you don't miss any of our football content. College football, NFL, if you want to get a breakdown of Penn State, Michigan, Ohio State, those teams in the Big Ten, check out our podcast on that. Check out our previous podcast that we've had up uh, most recently about the 49ers. Are they in uh, rough shape uh, uh, after their loss to the Browns, or is it just fine? Where were the best mid uh, players in college football midseason? And take a look inside the film room each and every week, college football, NFL, all week long breaking down the game of football, college football, and NFL for you uh, at uh, the Landry Football Podcast Network. You also can get even more detailed breakdowns of the game of football at LandryFootball.com. So make sure that you become a member today. You can try it out for a month. Um, It's less than $10 a month. You can try it out for uh, six months, which is cheaper than the monthly package. uh, Or you can try out the football season special, which is the best deal that we've got going. Our football season sale, limited time only, but it'll get you 12 months. It'll take you all the way through the season, but also all the way through the off season, uh, the scouting season, we call it free agency, the draft, transfer portal, recruiting, you name it. We got it covered for you at LandryFootball.com. That's why you want to join us today. <clears throat> it's the best deal in football. It gets you a playing, coaching, scouting, and front office perspective on the game of college football in the NFL. That's what we do at LandryFootball.com. So check it out today. Uh, if you like football, you're going to love LandryFootball.com. All right, some trade candidates. What about Chase Young, the edge rusher for the Washington Commanders? It's um, you got a good problem. <clears throat> they, uh, if you look at it, they declined the young op- Young's option, not extending. Uh, fellow edge rusher Montez Sweat. NFL teams have only one franchise tag at their disposal. And if the team did try to engage in talks with Sweat or Young, he'd hold a ton of leverage. Sure enough, both players are playing good ball. Young's generating 11 quarterback pressures. Sweat is 19 quarterback pressures. Young and Sweat share the same representation. Every player benefits from reaching the open market. So there's no real reason for Washington to entertain an extension on one player just to free up the tag for the other unless the team is willing to pay an exorbitant price. The commanders have not played this well. Obviously, with their front office structure, their ownership structure, which has now changed, they really backed themselves into a corner here. They've drafted well at this position, but they've not managed it well since. So uh, they're in a bind. Netting only a 2025 compensatory pick with one 
when one of the two signs elsewhere in free agency is a poor process. So um, we'll see. It's a, also a possibility of a coaching staff trying to keep their jobs. So let's see. <clears throat> Knowing this is not one of those cases where you're trying to dump a player that's not playing well. It's this is the guy you're going to lose. And do you feel like you can make a run now? Do you feel like keeping both players is going to allow you to make a run to the playoffs and deep into the playoffs this year? Or do you try to get something for a guy that's going to be of real value that you can move on and build with? That's the question here. The other one would be Brian Burns, um, another edge rusher from the Carolina Panthers. They were unable to come to terms on an extension this offseason after the Rams offered Carolina two first-round picks and a second-round pick to acquire him at the deadline. Now Burns is playing on his $16 million fifth-year option for the winless Panthers, and I'm sure he'd like to find a new change of scenery. It also makes sense for Carolina to recoup their draft capital following the trade-up for Bryce Young as they currently are without a a, a first-round pick in 24 or a second-round pick in 25. They could get both of those back in a move, though the package of two firsts and a second is probably off the table. Uh, Burns has played well. He's graded out high in quarterback pressures, five sacks. He's he's done a really good job. He's worth a lot. Now, there's a couple of schools of thoughts. Well, you don't get better by trading good players. He's a good player. What, is, is he going to sign with you? That's going to be the issue. Is he going to obviously test the market and be unwilling to sign to you? Is he unsignable for you? Or is he just going to go somewhere else that's a better contender? You have to look at that. <clears throat> and if you feel like you're not going to lose him either way, well, then it would be better to get a nice haul for him now and draft someone that you know you're going to be with you uh, for at least three or four years in the draft process. How about Carl Lawson, edge rusher with the Jets? He's been a healthy and active the past few weeks. Um on perhaps the deepest edge rusher depth chart in the NFL. Lots of playoff caliber teams. Now, we don't know. Jets don't look like a playoff caliber team right now. Whether they can play their way in it or not, it's going to be pivotal here. And maybe how they play the next couple of weeks will determine what they might do here. The emergence of 22 first-round pick Jermaine Johnson and the uh, ascent of Bryce Huff and the arrival of Will McDonald has given them lots of good players off the edge. Given they're currently third in the NFL in, in this year, 23 in cash spending, and sending a second-round pick to the Packers for Aaron Rodgers, some cash savings and a mid-round pick would be nice. Um, Lawson, after tearing his Achilles in 21, he's uh, graded out pretty well. He's at 49 pressures and eight sacks in 22. Injuries have impacted his career. Uh, he signed a rework contract in 23. Um, I think the suitors would be teams looking for a 4-3 in as opposed to a 3-4 outside linebacker like Burns. But there are plenty of those guys that I think would make some sense. A guy that you hear a lot in the trade discussion um, is Jerry Judy, the receiver of the Broncos. <clears throat> the talks have centered um, around him because of their ugly 1-5 start. And they appear to be on a full fire uh, fire sale uh, mode. Uh, the Broncos need to add draft capital. They traded a 23 first rounder and a 24 second rounder 
for Sean Payton and a 2024 third round pick. This team has got a lot of reworking and not a lot of capital to do it. Dating back to last year, Judy is receiving great. Um, It's not been real good. The former first round pick out of Alabama still has potential though. They're going to be looking for a number one. I don't think, I don't know that they're going to get it. Uh, Would, would really help is if Marvin Mims, who's not played a ton, starts to play better. It, it would. It's another case of do you help yourself by getting draft capital but give away a player that is not that good? And again, you may lose him, so you consider that. I think another attractive component of acquiring Judy is that he's got a manageable $12.9 million uh 2024 fifth year option. So um, his new team would have to have the ability to either extend him off a strong half season or risk the trade and seeing it through another year before making the decision, which to me is not a good option. I think you need to be in option one in order to make that trade for a guy like Judy, if you wanted to. Corlin Sutton of the Broncos, the other receiver could be available. He currently leads the receiver room with 21 receptions, three touchdowns and second receiving yards. And um, again, back to the previous discussion, a lot will depend on how well Mims continues to play. Sutton is planned in 23 on a $14 million fully guaranteed salary. The same exact situation as Randy Gregory, who they traded to the Niners last week. They've got a history, the Broncos do, of this kind of move. Um, you know, uh, while with Sutton, uh, the fall will be probably in the, in the middle of a salary cap dump swap pick. Um, and it'll be some, something interested to see might play out. A team that might be looking for a really good slot might be willing, might be wise to call the Raiders for Hunter Renfro. They've had phone calls and, um, I think this is a probability that he's going to move. He's got two years remaining on an extension. He signed in 22, but no guarantees beyond that. An acquiring team would take on $3.61 million for the remainder of 23. And then uh, he's effectively been an afterthought in the Raiders offense, nine targets, uh, Devontae Adams, Jacoby Myers are their guys. So I think they're looking to dump him and getting something out of him. I think there's value in the player. I think um, this is a guy that could really be effective for someone. Somebody like Dallas, Philadelphia would make a lot of sense. Teams that are a contender that can add another weapon, I I think both of these teams ought to be looking hard at trying to make a deal here. The Patriots might be willing to move Kendrick Bourne, their receiver. He's reemerged as the focal point of um, of the offense, at least in the passing game. Final year of a three year contract. you know, they've got Demario Douglas and Kayshawn Butte, who they like, Tycoon Thornton. Uh, Bourne kicked off 23 with six receptions for 64 yards, two touchdowns. I think he's a solid two, definitely a number three. Uh, receiving options, maybe, um, <clears throat> you know, I know he played pretty well for the Niners in their Super Bowl run. I think he has some value depth-wise um, to consider. Terrence Marshall of the Panthers, another receiver. Um, he had a bizarre two-week stretch from week four to week five, hauling in nine receptions. Um, you know, he's always productive. Um, 
when you look at this team that's gone nowhere, he's got a similar skill set to Chark, DJ Chark. I, I think there's some value here. It would be a solid addition. Maybe to a team like the Chargers uh, with some injuries that they've had as they're bringing along Quentin Johnson and Mike Williams being injured makes some sense there. Uh, do you want a, a backup quarterback with some experience that maybe could start for you? Would Tennessee make a move with Ryan Tannehill? They're two and four. They're, they're basically out of the, the playoff race early. They're a rebuilding team, whether they want to admit it or not. His $27 million salary is the biggest impediment to a trade happening. Um, at the trade deadline, Tannehill would still be owed another $15 million for the rest of the season. So, you know, even if you're thinking, okay, well, what, what about, you know, would the Falcons make a move and uh, the Jets make a move? Because, you know, different situation. Could the Falcons get in the, the NFC South race? And, you know, the Jets with their quarterback situation to Aaron Rodgers gets back. And um, they would have to retain um, salary just like the Dolphins did when they traded Tannehill to Tennessee. But effectively buying a draft pick to assist in the rebuild does make some sense. And that's why I put him on the list as a possibility. Daniil Hunter has been outstanding. He's been a subject of trade talks for the past several years. He's gotten his contract. We work time and time again, but it just makes too much sense for all parties. He's retaining the best player in a defense for a playoff team is understandable. Holding on to Hunter in the final year of a contract on a two and four Viking team that's gone nowhere and now doesn't have Justin Jefferson to play for him right now due to injury. Um, He's an elite player. He's a difference-making player. All around, he's just 29 years old. He's They're going to lose him, so why not make a move? Um, the Saints, the Ravens, Jacksonville, just some examples of teams that make a whole lot of sense. Josh Yushi of uh, the Patriots, another uh, edge rusher. They may not want to give up on this young stud defender um, with Matthew Judon, Judon out a few months. Uh, maybe even less so. He's generated 56 quarterback pressures, 12 sacks on 285 pass rush attempts. Um, I don't know is if they're going to find the common ground and validation for a part-time player, but this guy's got some mobility. His run defensive range hasn't been all that bad. And, uh, you know, they, they certainly protect him um, from early down work against the run. So they, they know what they've got in him, but I think they're probably going to strike a deal on him. But, if they want to hit the reset button, it's another player that would make some sense for a contending team that's looking for an edge rusher. Um, Jalen Johnson, corner of the Bears. Um, it's quite rare that a legitimate upgrade at cornerback can be found at the trade deadline, but this is a guy that makings of legitimate number one or high-end number two outside corner, top 40 pick. Uh, used for them on Tyler Gordon, spent another second-round pick and fifth-round pick on Tyree Stevenson and Terrell Smith. They, uh, they've they got some good young talent in that secondary. Johnson is very talented. He's scheme-diverse. He's got really good coverage grades. Uh, he's not uh, – he's really good tackler, very good football player. Um, you know, um, a free agent contract would get him probably a fourth-round compensatory pick. Um, so they got to weigh the potential there. Can they get a little bit more? Uh, the franchise tag remains an option. All those things are in play, but it's somebody that I bring out. I don't think they're going to look to move them, but I think somebody, 
that's looking and maybe really needs a, an elite corner down the stretch might be willing to give them an offer they can't refuse. Uh, if you're looking for an interior offensive lineman, um, how about um, Michael Owenano of the Patriots? Um, it's interesting to be talking about the Patriots as sellers at this point, but that's what they are, simply are. He's a run, uh, he's a fit for a run gap scheme uh, that don't deploy a lot of outside zone concepts. Don't uh, get guys out on the second level. He can play both right guard, both guard spots and right tackle. Um, you know, he's a really good run blocker and he's, he's not uh, um, bad at all as a pass protector. Uh, it is, uh, you know, he's just a, a guy that to me is not real good in space, but he's really good off the ball as, as a, um, uh, as a really good physical run blocker. Uh, Paris Campbell, receiver for the Giants, um, and McCole Hardeman of the Jets are two receivers that I would consider. The Giants receiving core is, um, uh, you know, they've got a lot of guys that look the same. Um, Wondell Robinson uh, is coming off an ACL. Jalen Hyde can line up outside. They played in there a good bit. Then you've got Sterling Shepard waiting in the wings. Cole Beasley's biding his time on the practice squad. Campbell was a free agent acquisition this offseason. Uh, it's not been all that effective uh, because of his injury history. He's got $1.7 million in 23 compensation tied to per-game roster bonuses. So I, I think it's a buyer beware here. Um, but if you're comfortable uh, rolling the dice, on the injury situation, it can be a pr pretty productive player. It's just that, to me, of the guys that fit the same mold on that roster at receiver, <clears throat> he's the one that I would, I think, it's more you you'd likely more likely to part with. Um, McCall Hardeman signed a one-year, four million dollar contract with the Jets and free agency after winning two Super Bowls with the Chiefs, but um, he's a weekly inactive. Um, uh, more often than not, uh, Xavier Gibson's played well for them. Um, you know, so Hardman was an explosive speedster, field stretcher for the Chiefs. Plenty of teams might look for a vertical guy, uh, maybe the Chargers, maybe the Jags, maybe the Eagles. Uh, you could probably get him for a mid to late round pick. So those are some others that I think would be interesting. Would the, the Jets move Dalvin Cook? What about Keyshawn Vaughn of the Bucks? DeAndre Hopkins of the Titans? K.J. Osborne of the Vikings? Want to tackle? How about Garrett Bowles of the Broncos? Not a real fit for Sean Payton. Um, the Vikings are sellers. How about the linebacker, uh, Joe, uh, Jordan Hicks? How about Josie Jewell, another linebacker um, for the Broncos? Darnay Holmes of the, the Giants. How about looking for a couple of safeties? Let's go to Denver again. Justin Simmons, a stalemate there, staple there, uh, and Jeremy Chin of the Panthers in the box safety. All guys that I think has some value that for one reason or another, the team might be willing to move them for the right price. Just some thoughts. Be interested to see how many of these come to fruition. Most of them won't. History tells us just because doing a deal uh, involves a lot of complexities. A reminder, you can get more details on this and other football content at LandryFootball.com. So make sure that you get on board, uh, join today, uh, become a member, try it out for a month. Try it out for six months. Our football season sale, the 12-month package, is the best deal that we've got going. Try it out. Get on board. You'll be glad you did. You'll be the most informed fan in your group. Whether it involves players, teams, coaches, schemes, or the college or NFL level, we got you covered. 
from a playing, coaching, scouting, or front office perspective, LandryFootball.com. Also, subscribe, like, and share to the Landry Football Podcast Network on Apple, on Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Always great to be with you. Talk to you again on LandryFootball.com. And then on the next Landry Football Podcast on the Landry Football Podcast Network.